0: Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 5th of December. This is day 5 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar. 24 daily podcasts to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. The first few days I've looked at my original love stroke obsession with Christmas and that countdown to Christmas Eve. Simply the greatest day I've ever known. Always seemed longer than any other day of the year too. Perhaps owing to the three hour long Sword and Sandals films that I loved and you know which always seemed to be shown on Christmas Eve when I was a boy. I've looked at that love for Christmas and how I lost that. The disconnect. Today I wanted to get out there and start my search in earnest for what I hope to find, whether it's a reconciliation with Christmas or better still, a reconnection, something more than a begrudge and acceptance of this time of year. Can I feel Christmas out here? I know I can see it, it's all around me, but will immersing myself in it help? I've come to the Vauxhall Pleasure Gardens today, located in Vauxhall on the south bank of the Thames. This year at the Pleasure Gardens, they've installed a 600-square-metre outdoor ice rink. Uh, Meantime, towards the arches, just behind Vauxhall Embankment, there's a a -a five-a-side football pitch I used to play on with friends. That's been converted this Christmas into London's largest Christmas tree maze. 500 Nordman fir Christmas trees sparkling with twinkly lights, and they cover almost 500 square metres. It certainly looks much bigger in there than the uh, football pitch that I remember. It is coming up to rush hour now. Uh, The gardens are slowly filling up. My old barbers are just around the corner. They messed up my hair back in September so I'm not going there for now. So uh, I've been thinking about how I feel about Christmas beyond the opportunity I mentioned yesterday to feast myself and meat. You get people who love Christmas like I used to you get people who hate it it's a stressful time for parents I've failed to reproduce the date just one pregnancy scare in my whole lifetime it could be the Ruiz Tyson family line is dying with me so I don't have that particular stress I am though not one of those people that hate Christmas I've been nonplussed about it for years and that is what I'm looking to change that's what this is there's too much of my dad in me I think he was a He was a strange man, brilliant to tap into for a writer like myself, but not easy to be around. So I'm always concerned by the many similarities we share, Christmas included. My dad had refused to celebrate Christmas after 1981. I never found out why. I remember that in 1980, the year I got my grifter, a subject for another day, my dad refused to go to our families for the annual Christmas meal. We'd all had to stay at home. It was a horrible Christmas, or worse, probably uh, not helped by the 1980 George and Mildred film that was on ITV that Christmas Day afternoon. In 1981, my dad was back for Christmas, but it was a half-hearted comeback. You could tell he was doing it because he felt he had to. But from '82 onwards, that was it. Christmas wasn't for my dad. Cheap presents was as far as he could go. He didn't even tweak Christmas like Frank Costanza whose festivus saw the Christmas tree replaced with an aluminium pole. My dad just gave Christmas the complete swerve. After relocating himself to the downstairs bedsit in late 91, ostensibly to minimise the risk of catching something off the loo that we shared with 13 people at Mayflower, our Christmases became a little more complicated in that we'd first have to visit my dad before going to my aunt's in the afternoon. While my dad was unsociable, he was also a raconteur. I learned from my time with him that finding the segue to Kill Small Talk early on to ensure a swift exit from a conversation was an art form. My dad wasn't stupid. You don't do 18 years at the same night school if you're stupid. He could see what I was doing, and he would often call me out on it. In those final years at Mayflower, my dad was still refusing to celebrate Christmas. He'd stay in his bedsit all day, then take a walk to his side of the family's in the evening, where he perhaps felt more at home. I look back now at how my dad viewed Christmas. I'm okay with it. Until 91, I had some lovely Christmases. I respect my dad for not wanting to be a part of that. But for myself, like my parents with their trial marriages of 81, 83 and 87, I'd like to try again. Every day I open a door to my advent calendar, much like I did in the old days. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. An addendum first to yesterday's picture. I said I was sure the $6 million man doll arrived in the unwrapped Christmas of 76 that featured on day two, but I couldn't see it in the picture. I took another much closer look at the unwrapped 76 shot last night, and it is there. In front of the Lego box on the left, a rectangular red box, yellowish writing on it, not very clear, but it's there. Which brings us to what's behind today's door, and it's a picture of my lifelong friend Mickey Boyd in his NYPD police uniform, a lost genius of podcasting, a man who's both helped and disappointed me in equal measure over the years. The mid to late 80s were the last Christmases I truly loved. Kid Cop, the seminal American police procedural series starring myself and originally Victoria Principal that existed entirely in my own imagination and was born out of my early childhood crush on the Dallas actress, was at the heart of those Christmases. By 1987, the show was being stripped across seven nights during the festive period. No other show was doing that. Despite a rocky period when Victoria Principal had quit owing to a contract dispute and been replaced with Page 3 model Sam Fox and an ensemble that also included Don Johnson and Sharon Gless, the show had recovered brilliantly and would go on to be one of the most successful TV dramas there's ever been. Kid Cop shared the same theme tune as Hill Street Blues, which might strike you as unusual, but it's worth remembering Give Us a Clue famously shared a theme tune with Grange Hill in the late 70s. The 1987 Kid Cop episodes were the first of the nightly Christmas shows that would run every Christmas until Kid Cop finally ended after 12 years in the summer of 92. I remember the 1987 episodes with some sadness as they saw the first and final appearances of Mickey Boyd before the network demanded his sacking after just a handful of episodes owing to his unconvincing New York accent. I thought he'd have the charisma to be a good addition to Kid Cop, a second child cop for the NYPD who would work alongside my own character, Daniel Smith. I just wanted a British surname when I was a kid. My character in Kid Cop was grieving for Victoria Principal at the time, who in the show had been killed off in the space shuttle disaster of 86 after she refused to sign her new contract. Mickey's New York accent was derided by one critic as the reverse Dick Van Dyke, while another presciently said his accent is as shocking as his hairline. He'll be bald by the mid-90s, and let's hope he's disappeared from our screens long before then. That critic would be pleased with the way things worked out. Here's a short clip from one of the two episodes that Mickey appeared in. This episode was entitled Heartbreak, and aired on the 23rd of December 1987. I can't help you, and it's breaking my heart. I don't stop thinking about him and how it ended, Danny. But we can't let it destroy us, more than it already has. It is bad, isn't it? I'll stop it there. Listening to that, you just realised there was no option but to kick him out. He had to go. Shocking. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Hold Fast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com. Or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit sixteen oh seven westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at sixteen oh seven westegg.